Money FM 89.3, best of the breakfast huddle. The weekly wrap on Money FM 89.3. Money of M89.3. Good morning. It's The Breakfast Huddle with Elliot Danker and Ryan Huang. I want to talk about integrated shield plans. You know, this is something when you look at the stats, right? About 2.9 million Singaporeans and PRs have this. And it's to cover for private medical care with almost two in three of uh, Singaporeans and PRs having also bought riders to pay or, you know, either you pay all of it or you pay a large part of it uh, of this portion of your medical bill. Bills. Uh, people buy IPs or integrated shield plans and riders to have this peace of mind, you know, in case you become ill or you require expensive medical treatment. But it doesn't always guarantee a peace of mind, as insurers can and do sometimes refuse to pay for some treatments for whatever reasons or whatever things you don't qualify for. So this loophole was brought into the spotlight uh, once again when a cancer patient ended up with a $33,000 bill after her insurer refused to pay for drugs used in her treatment. I believe it's in the Straits Times yesterday, or you could probably search up this article on straitstimes.com. How can we avoid such situations from happening to us? On the line with me this morning to help me out with this is Eddie Chung, who is the head of solutions at Provident. Eddie, good morning. How are you? Hi, good morning. Let's talk about this headline, and I want to get your reaction initially, right? So this 45-year-old had been diagnosed with a rare form of cancer, but her insurer had refused to pay for her new drug that her doctor deemed most suitable for the treatment. Um, before we talk about what actually happened here, what was your reaction? Well, um, well, this, this case is quite unfortunate. Um, it's not common, but it does happen to anyone. So in this story, uh, we we see we hear about the, this cancer patient having this rare cancer disease, and then he was went he went for this traditional method of treatment. Yeah. It doesn't work, and then he goes for a more alternative medicine, and it does work. Okay. 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 So um, so what happened is that when the insurance company actually pays for the first treatment, the traditional one, but it doesn't pay for the second one, and the reason is that different insurance companies apply the benefits differently. And for this case, which is GE, uh, what happened is that they do not. Uh, pay for any any treatment that is not in the proof list. And okay. the wasn't in the proof list. Uh. Well, I, I'm talking about prevention, obviously, I mean, it's done already, what to do, but could it have been avoided, perhaps? Something should have been checked first before going ahead? Uh, yes, you can, actually. I think, firstly, before going proceeding for any of these non-conventional methods of treatment, it's good to check the insurance first, and then you can decide on the treatment. Mm. Yeah. They, they always say that, you know, the best... The, the thing about having a, an insurance agent or a financial planner is that they're able to, to do all of this for you. They, re, they really like sort of hold your hand when you're going through this, <laughs> this issue, right? So I want to talk about uh, integrated shield plan plus a rider. Uh, a lot of effort has been put into educating the public about it. But when you see a case like this, you start to think to yourself, okay, I've got an IP, I've got a rider. Maybe it's not enough. Maybe I don't have peace of mind anymore. What are your thoughts? Okay, first of all, this integration plan uh, is a good plan. Uh, it's very comprehensive, it, but it does have gaps in coverage. It doesn't cover everything. So I think the first thing is to understand uh, what does the integration plan covers. And sometimes it does happen where that because of the limitation of the plan, you know, some, some, there will be some out-of-pocket expenses. So that's why it's also good to consider having a complementary critical illness plan. Mm. So in this critical illness plan, what happens is that uh, in the event of cancer, for example, it pays a lump sum. And this lump sum will, can help to take care of the, the gaps of these integration plans. 
Yeah, I'm with you on the critical illness plan because that was the first thing I ever did for myself <laughs> as a young man. Um, it, what are the situations where insurers can refuse to pay for treatments? Perhaps things that we can keep top of mind when, if unfortunately we are in a similar scenario. I think in the first place, how we get the insurance up is very important because okay. uh, insurance requires a declaration of uh, health conditions. Mm, mm. So when we apply for insurance policies, it's very important to disclose any pre-existing conditions mm-hmm. because if we don't disclose it and the insurance company found out, they may void the policies or reject the claims. That's one thing. Uh, okay, now now on the on other situations, uh, insurance what insurance can reject the claims is when there's when these treatments are specifically excluded from the policy. So the so the understanding of the wordings of the policy is important. The other treatments that are excluded will be things like uh, treatment resulting from the use abuse of drugs or alcohol mm-hmm. that's excluded, treatment resulting from criminal activities, uh, just to name a few. Okay. Uh, Eddie, I need some help with this. I understand there are going to be some changes with regard to cancer treatment that's set to kick in next year. What are some mm-hmm. of the significant ones that we should take note of? Okay, so basically, the MOH has come up with a list of uh, cost-effective, clinically proven cancer drugs to be covered by Medishield Life this year. Okay? okay, And then next year, this list will apply to the private shield plan. What this means is that uh, only cancer drugs that uh, are in the list can be claimed under the Medishield Life or the Integrated Shield Plan when you take on. Yeah. So basically, it puts you in a situation where... I mean, there are things like clinical trials and all that, but that involves a whole separate series of contracts. I'll put that mm. out of the way. But it puts you kind of in a bracket where you have to follow, uh, how do I say, like government-recognized hospitals, government-recognized uh, treatments. Mm. Do you see anyone on the losing end here? And, and would you consider it justifiable? I think it's a balance the government okay. has to play. Uh, because uh, what, what happened is that the reason for this, all these changes is that cause of Cancer treatment is on the rise. Yeah. It's moved, it's rising very, very uh, fast. In fact, that is one of the fastest rising medical treatment uh, compared to all other medical treatments. And one of the reasons is that uh, what, what, what is was cited is that the pharmaceutical companies are actually charging exorbitant uh, rates for this cancer treatment to Singapore. And the reason is that we have a very good manual life uh, scheme and an integration plan that I can pay for all this can- cancer treatment. So by by controlling the cost, the idea is to uh, reduce the cost of these suppliers of cancer treatment. Okay, according to the MOH explanation, most of the treatments, most of the treatment drugs that are used are in the list. Mm. So uh, we can take comfort that most of it uh, can be covered. Uh. Yeah, but yeah. Yeah, that, that's true. Some of these cancer or uh, uh, drugs may not be included in the list. Sure. Uh, Eddie, just as uh, a closing statement, and, and I know it sounds like we're trying to get people to buy insurance, but that's, that's really not what we're trying to do. The, the, the issue here is there's, there's just so much education going out there. There's so much narrative going out there and people can't help but think that, oh, okay, an IP is enough or like a, a MediShield is enough for me. But it isn't, right? It's, it's really about looking for the right plan to fill the gaps. I mean, how, how do you prevent a, a similar case like this, you know, that, that in the news uh, report that I mentioned earlier on? How do you prevent that from happening to yourself? What, what, what would your advice be? I think there are three things. Number one is that it's, despite the limitation, it's still very important to get a good health insurance. So if medical life is okay with you, you know, that's fine. But if you want something more in the private or in the... Uh, uh, private private patients, you need to get a good one. Okay, that will reduce cost exposure. 
Number two, consider, as I mentioned, just now consider getting a critical nurse plan to supplement the hospital plan because there, there could be times whereby uh, certain medicine and treatment are not covered under the shoe plan. Okay, and these capital nurses will help to subs, uh, subsidize or to, to cover those areas. And lastly, check always check with the insurance company's insurer before going for the treatment plan because uh, just to have the peace of mind that it can be covered. Yeah, do all your homework. Eddie Cheong, <laughs> Head of Solutions for Provident on the line with us. Eddie, I really appreciate your time this morning. You take care and stay safe, yeah? Yeah, thank you. You will too. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.